Tips from the Bible on Eating Sustainably. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Sea levels have risen over eight inches along U.S. coastlines since 1880. And a new report by NOAA says the rise is accelerating and will go up on average by about one foot by 2050. The increase will vary by location. Along the coast of Louisiana, one of the most vulnerable states, water levels could rise by almost two feet in less than 30 years and by over four feet by the end of the century. In Boston and the Northeast, by 2050, the seas will likely rise 16 inches higher than they were only 20 years ago. And on the West Coast, the agency predicts less of an increase, up to 8 inches. There, rising seas could cause overland flooding and higher groundwater, putting billions of dollars of property at risk. Sea level rise poses critical risks to roads, water supplies, power plants, oil and gas wells, and sewage treatment systems. Also threatened is nearly everything that we purchase that arrives through coastal ports. The two major causes of global sea level rise are increased melting of glaciers and ice sheets and higher ocean temperatures since water expands as it warms. Drugs are polluting the world's rivers and pose a serious threat to human and environmental health. Scientists from about 90 institutions conducted the first ever global investigation into more than 250 rivers looking for active pharmaceutical ingredients. They found compounds that can harm wildlife and also lead to antibiotic resistance in humans. The researchers found caffeine and compounds used to treat epilepsy and diabetes were the most frequently detected. In addition, dangerous levels of antibiotics were found at 20% of the sites tested. Antibiotic resistance has been identified by the World Health Organization as the single greatest threat to humanity. About 5 million people are estimated to have died in 2019 from bacterial infections that were resistant to antibiotics, and the problem is now the leading cause of death, more than HIV, AIDS, and malaria. The drugs get into rivers from people and livestock, excreting them into sewer systems or directly into the environment. Of the more than 100 countries tested, only Iceland and a Venezuelan village had no pollution in their rivers. Hotspots with high levels were in Pakistan, Bolivia, and Ethiopia. In the U.S., Dallas was in the top 20% for contaminants. The researchers found a strong correlation between higher drug levels in rivers and socioeconomic status. They think it might be because lower-income places lack the costly sewage treatment systems to filter out pollutants. The U.S. West is in the midst of a mega drought and is experiencing the driest conditions in 1,200 years. Mega droughts are droughts that last 20 years or longer. The worst one happened in the late 1500s, but we've now broken that record, and scientists say climate change is partly to blame. Researchers from UCLA, NASA, and Columbia University analyzed tree ring data at hundreds of sites from southern Montana to northern Mexico and from the Pacific Ocean to the Rocky Mountains. They discovered that mega droughts occurred repeatedly starting in the age of the Maya in 800 common era. The current mega drought kicked off in 2002, one of the driest years ever, and would have potentially ended with wet years in 2005 and 2006 without climate change. But burning fossil fuels is raising temperatures and increasing evaporation from soils, and the scientists calculated that 
42 percent of the severity of this mega drought can be attributed to human-caused global warming. Currently, about 95 percent of the West is in some form of drought. Unfortunately, according to their study, there is no end in sight. Their models show it's highly likely the drought will continue next year, and there's a 75% chance it will last for 30 years. Eventually, it will end with a few good rainy years, but then another one could start. And finally, when you think about locusts, you probably picture swarms of insects devastating crops and darkening skies. But a company in Israel would rather you think dessert. The food tech company Hargol is farming locusts to produce a range of treats, including gummy bears. They say locusts and their cousins, the grasshopper, are high in protein, rich in antioxidants, and low in fat. And farming them is good for the planet, according to Hargol, which says the insects are fed a diet of organic grass, raised without pesticides or fertilizers, have a very low water footprint, and don't emit much in the way of greenhouse gases. Entomophagy, or the the practice of eating insects is common in much of the world, but for those of us in the West, there is a serious yuck factor, and Hargol thinks the gummies, which come in strawberry and orange, are just the ticket to win us over. Based in Israel, they might have the ultimate marketing strategy at their disposal, the Bible. Twice it's mentioned that John the Baptist ate locusts and wild honey. Also, the gummies are kosher, so what's not to like? That's it for This Week in Water, which is sponsored by Bring Back the Blue, working to remove plastics from the ocean to support energy projects and the blue economy. Learn more at bringbacktheblue.blue.